0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
1: Mornings with Ian Smith. Actually, has Ian
0: Smith on the mornings. Uh, g'day, Smithy. How you doing? Ricardo. I'm very good. Thank you. Um, a little bit downcast after what happened last night, but... Hey, we've got another chance tomorrow, so uh, you got to keep on going forward, but disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing, mate. I, I... I felt like, uh, and we you
1: know, I've opened the lines up here as well and asked people to text in questions for you because they knew you were coming on, but it just didn't feel like uh, aggressive enough captaincy from Kane. I get that they have prepared bowling plans, but surely when you've got Australia at 5 for 45, two new batsmen at the crease, the ball's moving around, you keep Trenton and, uh, and Matt on or you introduce Lockie, don't you, and put your foot on the throat?
0: You do, you do, um, and I think uh, if uh, we we run Kane Williamson this morning and asked him that question he probably would rethink that plan because we, you don't very often have Australia in that situation, um, particularly when you're only defending a, a pretty small total that you've achieved yourself, so we had that opportunity, that window of opportunity, and he did sit back uh, I mean, he hasn't because he hasn't played a lot of one-day cricket, of course, he hasn't captained a lot of one-day cricket. He's only played, I think, what, four or five games now since the 2019 World Cup. Uh, so I, I, I'm not saying he's out of practice with captaincy, but, you know, it, captaincy is one of those things that it's like playing, really. You get on a roll and your thoughts are positive uh, and then you just get, keep uh, advancing forward. And I, I imagine in the back of his mind was the thought that they might at some point get a partnership going and he would need Trent Bolt uh, later in the piece. Um, that's probably erring on the, the cautionary side of it. And uh, another six deliveries may have broken that partnership. You still would have had enough uh, left uh, to operate with. And certainly um, at that point, I thought Lockie Ferguson was a, a viable option to really fly in and have a crack with uh, the freedom of knowing that we had more runs to play with.
1: Yeah, and uh, another text coming from Jared, uh, in the post-match, Trent Bolt was asked about whether or not he fancied a sixth over, uh, you know, at the end of that first spell, and he said, I would have taken a sixth, a seventh, and an eighth, I'm not too sure what the thinking was there, it's not exactly a ringing endorsement of the captaincy, I don't know if you can read too much into that.
0: Well you can actually, I I think you can, I mean, bowlers, when they're going well, never want the ball out of their hand anyway, I think that's a fairly common uh, is a common theme, But, you know, back in the day, we, we, you know, Richard Hadley, when he was on a roll taking wickets, never wanted to stop bowling, uh, and, and the same with Chatfield, and I'm okay, I can only you know, Danny Morrison, the players that I were were playing with when it was their day uh, and when they were hot, they wanted to stay hot, uh, and so you know that was always a, a uh, an idea, and, and captains have to make that decision. That is their job, whether they budget them or whether they blast with them. Um, but to hear that is good from Trent. To hear that he's disappointed, to hear that he, he wanted to keep going is good because um, you know it's that, it's a sign that he's bowling in the right place and his, his head is in the right place. So, but he's right, um, and, and not very guys, not very often people would say that. And Trent Bolt nine times out of ten would say, "No, I'll leave that up to Kane if he wants me on, he, I'll, I'm ready, and if he wants me off, then I'm prepared to rest." So, that is an interesting revelation from from Trent Bolt. To be fair, but it's a correct one. Uh, it
1: is a correct one. He was bowling beautifully. Yeah. Do you, Do you think we're at a time now in Kane's career where he can step aside from the captaincy of of say the ODIs and, and you know, like you said, uh, have somebody who just captains us and plays every ODI and captains us so they they know what's going on, especially a, a year out from a World Cup. I mean, surely a perfect opportunity to give Tom Latham that that uh, that job.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to hang him on one uh, one decision, uh, to be fair. I mean, he's been terrific for us over a long period of time and he hasn't played a lot of cricket. Um, but, uh, you know, there, I think that's been a, a bit of a, a theory for quite some time now. I mean, the best sides in the world, um, i.e. England, i.e. Australia, i.e. India, don't really have uh, a captain who captains in all three forms of the game because the stress of that now these days Back when Kane Williamson started captaincy, and back, uh, back when Brendan was there, um, we didn't have quite the same volume of games, and the volume of travel, and the volume of time away from home that we keep hearing about from players. And so I, I think that now, um, you know, at the end of the series, if it doesn't go well, there's a chance to, uh, for Kane in particular to reassess that situation. But you know, I like, you know, I like Kane Williamson's attitude most of the time. I think. You know he's a very sensible man. Um, you know, and we see that with the way he bats, and we saw that way way back in the World Cup uh, when he looked at conditions, assessed them, and knew that uh, he had to come up with a score that he was competitive with. That's what got us through to that World Cup final, his innings, and uh, in, uh, at Old Trafford in Manchester. Then, of course, he realised in the World Cup final that we had to make sure we got to a certain point, and we all know what happened at the end of the day there. Uh, And last night, again, when he was out there, and he's thinking as a captain, not just a batsman, when he's out in the middle, he's thinking to himself, this is not the pitch we thought it would be. This is not going to be a 300 pitch. Therefore, there is a a score in the back of my mind uh, that I'm thinking, uh, having been batting on the surface for a long period of time, um, that we need to get to. And last night, his mark was probably around about 250, and he fell about 17, 18 runs short of that. Mm. Who knows what would have happened with another 18-20 runs in the bank. He might have felt a lot more confident about uh, the captaincy and protecting that. But we just fell a wee bit short with the bat because we lost so many wickets in a clump towards the end. So, um, In that respect, uh, he, he saw what could happen on that pitch, so he became cautious.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fair uh, in, in terms of the batting because it was. I mean, I think it was an unknown to the Aussies as much as it was an unknown to us. I, towards the end of our innings, I watching, I was a bit frustrated that Tom Latham wasn't, uh, you know, pushing for the ones more. I mean, he did block a lot of balls in that last ten overs before he, before he went out, and I, and, and you saw that's what uh, Cam Green and uh, did did particularly well. Um, are
0: all three matches going to be played on that same wicket? So, have cut two pitches, Ricardo. Uh, there was one about two metres away, um, and I would imagine, uh, I'm not sure about tomorrow, but they may well use that one tomorrow, the, a newer one tomorrow, and try and get some life back into this one, or they may just say, let's play on this one again. Uh, it was a good game of cricket. Okay, it was a low-scoring one, but it was even. It was a good contest. It was exciting. We'll play on that one again, and we'll save the other one uh, till uh, perhaps Sunday. So that that will be in the at the hands really of the groundsman. The groundsman has been consulted by the guy who looks after or has looked after the Gabba in Brisbane for a long time, guy Kevin Mitchell Jr. He was uh, out there in the middle yesterday. We saw him, and um, you know, he, so he obviously has had some input into it. It was nothing like I should say a Gabba pitch at all. There was nothing true about um and and pacey about it to be fair. Um, but it was an interesting observation to hear from uh, Adam Finch, the Australian captain in in particular. Uh, He said, an interesting thing at the toss, and Australian captains, Ricardo, generally on a decent sort of a day, they look at their surface, they bat nine times out of ten, on the tenth time they think about batting first when they win the toss, um, and they bat anyway. So, you know, that has given a good surface. He said openly right from the outset, there are so many unknowns about this, Basically, I want a bowl first on it. Kane Williams said exactly the same thing. Didn't know the quality of the pitch. We now know that it's not a traditional one-day pitch as we uh, come to expect from it. There's not, it's not going to be a run first on that surface, although they also said it got better when the lights came on. The ball came on better, um, and I'm not quite sure why that is, to be perfectly honest. It, it just the, the pace of the pitch was better, and we saw a lot of bigger shots when Australia were chasing in Ennis.
1: Yeah we did, we did. In terms of that New Zealand lineup, uh, do you see any changes coming in for the second? I know Glenn Phillips is over there and do you think we've missed a trick not taking Ish Sodi and having a leggy?
0: Yeah I think we we could have done with Ish last night there's no doubt about that. Um, Adam Zampel is good um, and uh, It's just he just plays re- revolving door cricket. Uh, Ricardo, you know sometimes uh, when the when the door stops, he can walk out of a gap in it, and the other times he's still blocked by the glass. It's as simple as a revolving um, door cricketer, and I'm not quite sure how long he wants to persist with that or whether he wants to throw himself on the open market like Colin de Gronholm and Trent Bolt have done because um, you know he, he was at one point a very, very desired T20 bowler. He was the top wicket-taker for the Adelaide Strikers, um, and he did really well. So whether he wants to think about that, uh, I'd I'd probably fully support him looking at the frustration he's had. There are other things that went wrong uh, last night, Ricardo. Um, You know, when they sit down and really do the numbers on this game, New Zealand will realise that they uh, had around about 160 dot balls in their innings. Mm. That is half the innings, over half the innings, where uh, those deliveries were unproductive. Now, if they'd have scored, um, been able to find a gap or run a bit harder at the fielders, 20 more times, what would we have looked at? Um, you know, Australia um, also, when it came to uh, the way they were positioning their fielders, they had them a lot shallower off the boundaries. In other words, uh, we were unable to run many twos. We couldn't get anything like a three. Uh, and and there, there were, you know, net differences there in what they were able to do compared to us. Uh, the number of times they chipped the ball in the air in our field or was uh, in, in the deep, or the number of times uh, we weren't able to do that, uh, was quite revealing as well. So there, there are a number of issues where New Zealand sit down. The Trent Bolt catch down at fine leg uh, on Cameron Green. God knows what might have happened after that. Um, you know they would have needed thirty or forty with with uh, you know with, with basically just bowlers to come. Wouldn't have won the game. They would not have won the game if that was the case. There were things we did really, really poorly last night that we have to learn from.
1: Yeah, and I guess, I mean, you know, it's the Chapel Hadley series. We want the Chapel Hadley Trophy, Smithy, but the bigger picture is there's a World Cup in 12 months, so it's better to learn these things now than then.
0: Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, look, you know, uh, we shouldn't lose focus on that. I mean, it, it's it's certainly not the Bredisloe Cup in stature, but it could be. Uh, the fact of the matter is we haven't played for it as much as we should and. You know, the guys I, w- I was working with last night, Brendan Julie and Mark Warr, saying, well, why don't we play for this every year? Why, why, why the hell don't we? I mean, you know, these are two pretty even sides, uh, particularly in this form of the game. Why aren't we giving it a real crack every year? And we should. And New Zealand and Australian uh, cricket should push for this because, you know, uh, and make more of the fact that it's, it's a trophy of royalty, really. Uh, the greatest Australian cricket family, probably the Chapels, against New Zealand's greatest cricketing family, the Hadleys. And that's why their names are on that particular trophy, and I think it deserves a, a lot more respect. We've had trouble with COVID. Um, that's affected all sports, but now that we're not and we're able to travel freely, we've got to find windows where this this particular trophy matters a lot more. And, of course, yes, you're right. We are building for a World Cup. We're building for a World Cup in India, and that means uh, we're looking, I think, on, on pitches, I do not say absolutely similar to last night, but where spin will be a massive factor in it. And we've got to start developing uh, again those slower bowlers uh, and you know if michael brace was going to be there he has to do a whole lot more bowling in all forms of cricket he really does uh, to to be uh, recognized as an international class off spinner who can contribute in that capacity i quite like you know i quite like the balance of our side last night when you ask will there be changes not sure i'm not sure that there will be to be fair we know more about the surface now does that mean we um, bring another quicker bowler in i don't know but the fact of the matter is that side damn near one, uh, without playing that well in, in a lot of areas. And maybe they'll think, well, uh, and I, hasten to, uh, I hesitate to say this, the Ian Foster theory, you got it wrong last time, I'll trust you to get it right this time.
1: Yeah, uh, we had a, a few texts about Bracewell and his role in the team. The question for you, mate, and I know this goes back a little while, but you know when we went to India and they brought Rutch and Ravindra in, and I know this was test matches, but he was at seven, and they said he's a spinning all-rounder, and Gary Stead, I think, used the term project with him, said he's a project going forward. We see him long-term as a guy we can sub in and out with Colin de Gronholm depending on the uh, the conditions. Why then we go to England and they decide that AJS doesn't work, but they bring in Michael Bracewell ahead of Rutsch Ravindra, who then score and runs for fun, in Durham? I mean, he's another player we could have potentially done with last night.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I I think that uh, they got on the Michael Bracewell bandwagon because of the fact they like the maturity that he's got. And they regard him very highly as a batsman. And uh, a lot of the times when New Zealand pick cricket teams, um, to be fair, um, and this is um, a, a, maybe a, a small criticism of, of Kane Williamson, maybe even Gary Stead. We err on the conservative. We err on the scared side. In other words, we use an extra batsman for batting insurance, uh, and that happened last night uh, again. And both captains agreed with that. to play an extra batter because they weren't quite sure there was unknowns about the pitch. So let's have a the batting insurance policy. And to think that a guy like uh, you know uh, Ben Maxwell can come in at number eight? Are you kidding me? Um, there's a genuine match, match winner who has been proven in the past coming in at number eight. Now that is a luxury. That's a huge luxury uh, for Australia. And we're a wee bit the same. To be fair, we we tend to use the batting insurance policy, and that's I think really how uh, Colin de Gronholm started his Test career, um, you know, and in crisis, and it was a very good Test career in the end. But the fact of the matter is, he played in that game as a batter at number seven who was going to bowl a few overs. He ended up getting six wickets, or five or six wickets, and the rest, of course, is, you know, the proverbial history. Um, they stumbled onto that, and that was out of playing an extra batsman. So that is, that is I think, where we tend to err a wee bit, is that we, we look for batting insurance because we're a little bit worried about the number of runs that we've got. I, I like that side last night, Ricardo. I, I really quite like the look of it, and I quite like the fact that we've got a, lot, a player of the likes of Ben Phillips waiting in the wings. Um, you know, Finn Allen waiting in the wings. I quite like that. Um, it, it suggests to me that uh, I'm pretty confident we've just got to play better. We're, we've just got to, when they look at that last night, as I said, you cannot afford to waste more than half your overs, half those deliveries available to you, without being productive. You, you just can't do that. Uh, and that was one of the real big no-nos last night for me. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to be trust the same 11 if they're all injury-free. Um, and, and just say, look, fellas, you know the surface, um, you know where you went wrong, give it another go. and it, That doesn't work, and we get mopped up, and we've lost the Chapel Hadley Trophy, and we can try investing a little bit more.
1: You might know the answer to this. Then it might be injury, I'm not sure, but uh, does Daryl Mitchell not bowl anymore? Because when we were hunting for a wicket, I, I thought, you know, why, why aren't we trying that?
0: No, I think Bowles, I haven't heard anything official from that. Um, uh, You know, we certainly used Jimmy Neesham last night and and that's the kind of role we would expect from Daryl Mitchell. You you give him an over on the basis that perhaps you play a hunch like a Brendan McCullum would play a hunch and say, let's do something out of the square. Let's do something different to try and break this partnership when Green and Kerry were going. uh, And and throw a ball in, maybe it's his day. He gets a bit lucky, you know, he's he's got a golden arm. Um, So you, you, you kind of do that. But that's not the Kane Williamson theory to be perfectly honest he doesn't think that way he doesn't take punts he's not one of those risky type players he's, we know what he's like we call him steady the ship Kane we steady the ship Kane we, we want him to you know to be reliable and we trust him and Kane we trust and, and you know that is how good an influence he's influencing he's been over the years is the fact that we do absolutely trust his judgment um, and it'll take a little bit more. Of uh, of things going wrong, till people um, are a little bit worried about that. But whether it's because we've seen it in the rugby, and we look so heavily at leadership now, coaching and leadership, and we think, uh, okay, if we look at it in rugby, we'll we we'll start looking at it in cricket. Cricket that people are asking questions, but. The first time in a long time, Ricardo, which we've really
1: considered this. Yep, you're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. Hey, just quickly, a couple of questions about your uh, your commentary colleagues, mate. Uh, BJ had a, had a couple of quiets before before the uh, commentary because uh, he started doing a Kiwi accent at one point and then he suggested that the Kiwis throw the ball to Tim Southey and bring him back into the attack. So I wasn't quite sure what game he was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think so. Uh, 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 BJ, of course, is New Zealand-born. He's a Hamilton lad. So, you know, um, and they mock me. They, they don't mind that. Even the director in my ear uh, gives it uh, uh, the sex and all this sort of thing from time to time. So uh, I, I cop it. I, I'm used, pretty used to copying it when I come home here and that with, with uh, a lot of our words differing from theirs. But BJ is a terrific guy. Um, he might have had a, a mental block with, with the uh, with the Tim Southey call, but wouldn't it be good if we did have Tim Southey to throw the ball to at some point last night? But, uh, yeah, hey, no. Uh, BJ, as far as I was concerned, uh, he was on the level.
1: He was on the level. That's good. And we did have Carl ask us, mate, the most important question you can ask Smithy is what horse tips has he got off Mark Walk? because Mark's wife's a very good horse trainer in Sydney.
0: Right, I can't tell you the name of the horse, but it is, is it in today. They're racing at Canterbury. I've only got the one in. Be Kim War from Wyong as the trainer. I haven't even had time to look at it, but he said it goes good. It goes, it goes good. It's, it's a chance.
1: It's a chance, Ricardo. <laughs>
0: it's a chance, mate. It's a chance. Good
1: stuff, Smithy. Thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. Uh, go well, and I uh, look forward to hearing you again tomorrow night, eh?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know, I rate our chances here. But as I said, we just got to when we get them at five for forty-four, we got to crush him. We got to put. We just do not even have a semblance of taking the foot off the throat,
1: and we did last night. Yeah, we did indeed. A uh, race five at Canterbury Smithy. Race five at Canterbury. The yep. horse is turning. Uh, it's had a, a win, a second, and two thirds in the last five outings. It's paying three thirty and a dollar twenty-five.
0: Well, there you go. There you go, folks. If you want to back Junior's judgment, you go
1: right
0: ahead. Yeah, indeed. Good stuff, they Go well, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, cheers, Riccardo, Thank you, mate.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at
0: Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba 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 Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.